All right, how you getting on? I'm coming to you live from an Apcoa car park, an undisclosed location of an Apcoa car park on what has been dubbed the most spiteful podcast tour of 2023, where I tour my podcast and only record live from an Apcoa car park until I've recouped every penny. I'm never swearing again, by the way. Every red cent that those app cow shower cows <laughs> is apcoa well you're a cow why because you you stole from me uh 300 euro uh because i parked in a place i didn't know i wasn't allowed park one uh and then the other time was they actually got it wrong and we got the money back but still wasted my time <laughs> the most spiteful podcast tour of 2023 tony campbell shit show i'm tony campbell how the devil are you look we got a lot to talk about we got to talk about will smith <laughs> we got to talk about poor Will Smith. Will Smith, who, as you know, is you know not even been cancelled, but been on ice, been resting on ice atop the frozen, broken hearts of his legions of fans, um, because he's in a place worse than cancelled for me. You know, Jada Pinkett Smith had some new words to say. Uh, well, namely, mainly that uh, they were not even a couple at the time of the smack. He, they were not even in a relationship. She was like, I was surprised. I was surprised to hear him call me his wife. <laughs> that was the most surprising thing of that night. But um, it is such a, it is such a, sh- such a shame. Uh, you know, it is such a shame that he, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I just, I, I. I have to say this. I was saying this to Jordan. I said, of all the things I think Will Smith could have been cancelled for, I, there's a lot I would have stood by him, and and like uncomfortably so with Will Smith. There's, and I'm going to list them off for you now. My five things that Will Smith could have been socially cancelled for, uh, that I would have stood by him for, and nowhere on that list was that he would smack another man and then desperately scream uh, from the seat uh, afterwards. You know. As you know, in 2022, at the Oscars, uh, Will Smith, uh, you, you know, after Chris Rock made some very throwaway, and this is what annoyed me as well, was the comedians running to the defense of like, look, it's a joke. Like, it is such a not even a joke, such a throwaway. She had a shaved head, called her G.I. Jane, probably had no mention of alopecia. She got a shaved head. You know what I mean? She's there. She's in the front row. He knows her. He knows him. Calls her G.I. Jane. Very dated reference. Anyone who had pre-written that joke would have been like, no, do you know what? They're probably not going to remember that Demi Moore uh, Navy SEAL movie. Because they probably don't even know who Demi Moore is. Right? So this throwaway, uh, hey, I know someone I know there, you know, and um, walking up, giving a smack, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And then, of course, Jada Pinkett Smith says, oh, you know, I was surprised to hear him call, call me uh, his wife. Oh yeah, yeah. Saw on the cover of People magazine. Jada Pinkett Smith has a new book coming out. A tell all book. You wonder what she was keeping to herself. Like you wonder what has not already been said around that famous red table that she's that she says everything about. Uh that she spills the beans on everything, you know? But you know, to 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 say, Hey, we're not together, I'm actually dating this uh young rap star and I had my my uh my, my husband's approval for it. And then to wheel him out, and I don't think she's a bad person, by the way, you know? I think there may be people who shouldn't be together, maybe. You know, I don't think she's a bad person. I, I don't like the vilifying of strong women. 
Um, you know, but when it's when it's one person constantly spilling all the beans, and the other person is kind of in a bit of a um, wouldn't say career slump because again, it's not like the bankability of Will Smith has been put on ice along with the frozen hearts of a generation of fans. Uh, it's not like his career is on ice. He occupies a place worse than cancelled, which is, I just don't like you anymore. I just don't like him anymore. Um, and I and, and you know what? I, Fresh Prince was on TV, and I'm like, oh my God, oh, oh, oh man, he's so good in this. And I'm like, oh, you know, it doesn't take me long. And I'll tell you what the disappointment is. It's just not even that it was fake because i don't think anything that he did or any of this kind of this any any kind of well let me go let me take a take a step back here i loved will smith i've always loved will smith i loved fresh prince independence day was a pivotal blockbuster moment for me and the making of a star and i watched everything after that i even believed him to be a bigger star than he was even though the majority of his films aren't very good the majority of his choices have been bad. He, you know, didn't want to be Django uh, because he wanted it to be, uh, you know, a love story. He goes and does Emancipation after he's on ice, you know. Um, he didn't do, he didn't want to be Neo because he was scared of the Wachowski's whole vibe. He was like, whoa, I don't, I don't really like this, right? Didn't want to be Neo. You know, he's made a lot of bad decisions and he's probably made more bad decisions than good, but you're willing to overlook a lot of that. And then he's on this big YouTube buzz. He's on an inst- He's making reels, and I'm like, "Oh, they're good." He's making a YouTube show about uh, where he's trying to write his autobiography and get in shape at the exact same time, which is too many things. And I'm like, "Oh, I love him. Look at him working hard." I I would watch clips of him saying that he would outrun me to my death if we were on side by side treadmills. If that would ever happen, and he would say he would literally die before he gave up if he was running against me. Don't know how to go with me. Don't know why he was having a go with me. You know, and I would listen to these Will Smith uh, motivational speeches because every time he opens his mouth, something motivational. So when his book came out, I was like, oh, my God, this is I'm getting like unlimited, uh, essentially words of wisdom from Will Smith in my ear holes everywhere I'm going. Long book, probably 40 hours uh, in terms of pages because I don't read books. I listen to audiobooks. But you're telling you, you know, 40 hours, big book. Right. And I'm listening to this and he says the most pivotal moment of his life was when he saw his mother be be smacked around by his dad and the fear that set in him. And he said he felt like a coward and he says he still feels like a coward. He says every kind of decision he's made, if there's a fork in the road, he's taken the decision to not appear like a coward, to not be a coward. You know, the most pivotal moment of his life was seeing this violent act. And that for me, literally, that was like the last thing that I had read in his book. And then the Oscars happens and he goes up and slaps a much smaller man, a much funnier man, much, uh, you know, much more talented man, I'd have to say as well. Will Smith, he's good. But one note, what he does with his acting. Chris Rock, are you, are you fucking kidding me? The level of the amount of jokes, the, the level of jokes, the hilarity of the jokes. The consistency of a career to be able to sell out arenas like that. And he goes smacks him around. Um, so that was very disheartening. I know this isn't very funny, but I want to tell you where I was on the Will Smith train. And these are the things that I would have stood by him for 
<laughs> I don't know why I'm starting a podcast, but this is the most recent thing in my mind. If if I had found that he had done some kind of like, if he had set up a charity and actually ended up like embezzling the money, you know, so maybe that and like tax fraud, you know, where he had actually gone to, he had some Cayman Islands account, some Swiss bank account where he hadn't been paying taxes. I'd have been like quietly to myself, oh, you know, uh, I still fucking love him. I still think he's great. But I don't really care. That is not enough for me to distance the art from the artist, you know. Um, if I'd heard he was racist against white people, like the old Lauren Hill, I don't want white people ever watching my movies. I wish I could give back $10 billion <laughs> of the box office sales of those movies because I don't like white people. I would have still been like, hey, that's all right. I'm not too fond of things white people have done, to be honest. So, you know, um, I like a lot of my friends are white. <laughs> so I do like, I like, you know, in terms of a ratio, I like a lot of white people. But I get what you're saying, you know, if he was so few, so so kind of like tax fraud, embezzlement, racism would have stood by him. Um, if I'd heard he smacked his kids around, not around, but like maybe his like first son, if he had hit his like first son, Trey, I'd be like, OK, I don't really mind, <laughs> you know, if he had smacked Jaden around, I'd be like, that's a bit that's a bit too recent now. You know, he should, probably shouldn't have been smacking Jaden. Um, you know, wouldn't have been on board with him hitting um, his ex-wife, Sharice, or uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Wouldn't have been on board for that. His ma, if he'd smacked his mom, no. If he hit his dad, maybe. If he'd smacked his mom, no. But if he'd smacked his son, Trey, I'd be like, okay. You know, maybe he, I reckon he did that and has atoned for that. And I reckon he's let Trey know that he was, you know, he's he's a very apologetic and he seems to have done could you call it a better job with the other two? I don't know. They seem very they seem very proud people. You know, they seem like they're uh they're very good at just doing exactly what they want to do, which I suppose is one goal you can have as a parent. You know? Um so yeah, so child abuse is one if I'd heard he'd, you know, smacked his son, I wouldn't you'd be like, ah. Oh. And in publicly I would have been like, Oh, it's a real shame, you know, here not he smacked his son. But privately, I would have been like, I'll still watch these. I'm still watch these movies. You know, I might watch them illegally on a stream, and not buy the DVD. Um, or if it happens just to be appearing on, you know, one of the streamers that I frequent, then I'm still okay with that. Uh, if I'd found out he was a Scientologist, rumors are that he is a Scientologist. If I'd found out he was an, a a full blown Scientologist, I still would have been like, okay, right, not you know, hey, if I'm willing to overlook it for Tom Cruise. I really appreciate him not talking about it that much anymore. That's great for me as a Tom Cruise fan. You know, um, if I'd found out that he was like any other religion, including one that hated other religions, you know, if he, uh, I mean, I don't want to say if he was, if he was in the kind of extremist Islam, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't think I'd be into that. I think I think I wouldn't be into that. If he was calling for the death of infidels, for example, um, I don't know if I could. You know, it would be a strong choice. I'd be like, bro, I know Michael Mann told you to go deep on you know the understanding Islam for the Ali biopic. I think you've gone a little too far. I might maybe look at some of your collaborators, <laughs> and uh, you know, maybe just. 
maybe you've lost the run of yourself a little bit there. It wouldn't be into that. Okay, so maybe uh, religious extremism. But Scientology, fine. Um, if I'd found out he was a kleptomaniac, like um, Winona Ryder would have stood by him. If I heard that he was a drunk, um, a drug addict, any of those things, I would have stood by him. If he did an Alec Baldwin and shot someone accidentally, I would have stood by him. I would assume he'd have a bit more fucking courtesy than Baldwin did about becoming the most vocal person that's ever been on Twitter the weeks after um, the manslaughter of um, of of a, a camera operator. You know, I I would I would still st- probably have stood by him, be like, that's a sh- that's a, that's an accident. You know, that's a shame that that happened to him. Um, if he had shot his mate like Dick Cheney did accidentally out in the woods, I would have stood by him. If he started getting really vocal and anti-Irish uh, in the same way, was it, it was a Cardi B? Who was it that um, that really hates Irish people and just lets us fucking have it on Twitter? If he was like that, if he called us a bunch of, you know, spud munching um, bog fuckers um, and he says all the people of Ireland can go fuck a bog and never watch any of my movies, I still would have stood by him. Um... <laughs> <laughs> if uh, what else uh, I don't know about a Matthew Broderick kind of murder I don't know about a kind of Matthew Broderick kind of murder if he had divorced his wife via fax machine like Phil Collins my ma would have probably fallen out with him I probably still would have been okay with him if he had been cheating if he had cheated on Jada Pinkett Smith with a just turned 19, 19 year old no I wouldn't have been into that either just turned I shouldn't be trying to overemphasize that but if you start dating a young one if he if he had an affair I wasn't too fond of Ewan McGregor leaving his family for your one Mary Elizabeth Wanstead is that her name um, from Scott Pilgrim I mean she's a you know gorgeous girl and very talented uh, uh, actor and performer um, I would have preferred though he stayed with his kids not up to me not up to me to make that call, um, but it wouldn't. He wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't have been cancelled if he'd had a, a high-profile affair. Uh, if he was gay, of course, um, that wouldn't have that wouldn't have bothered me. Um, now, look, when you're getting to the nitty-gritty of it, if you're getting to the Kevin Spacey, not just because he's gay, but if you're getting to the nitty-gritty of you know allega- sexual assault allegations, wouldn't have been too into that, and I would have probably th- at that point been like, no, do you know what? Um, I can't really. This is not the guy I signed up for. You know, if it was, um, you know, which is mad that I would probably accept some murder, <laughs> you know, if he had robbed, if he had made some kind of comment in bad taste, uh, you know, if he had done a kind of, they tried to cancel The Rock there recently because he was asking people to donate to the Maui Fund after, um, uh, the you know, uh, him and Oprah uh, were trying to donate um, for, for Maui relief. Um, people found that in bad taste because they're worth billions. Um, I would have stood by him if um, if he'd hit if he'd hit my brother. I no, I couldn't. No, I probably couldn't stand by him. If he had any member of my family, if he hit any of my mates, I would have been like, "You probably did something." You know, I I, I can't believe your side of the story because I wouldn't believe that he would do that. So look, there's a lot there. There's a lot there that I would stand by Will Smith for. And even if you told me in isolation 
that if Will Smith, because Terry told me the morning I woke up, Will Smith's after smacking Chris Rock at the Oscars. I'm like, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm sure it was just like a, a blown out proportion. Then you watch it. And then you watch him screaming. And you think it's like, because I've seen him acting and I've seen him look angry, you know? Uh, I've never seen him look that angry. I've never seen him. It was the best acting I've ever seen because it was a real emotion. And never, I mean, I hate to use that, who had Will Smith, blah, 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 on your bingo sheet this year. But uh, I was not, I was not expecting to ever think that I would fall out of him for that. Like, I, I, I love Hollywood icons, right? I love it. I laugh that shit up. I love the whole, I, I, I don't believe that anyone is better than anyone. Like, I, I fundamentally don't believe that anyone is better than anyone. But I buy in to Hollywood actors and Hollywood directors and these people being these kind of divine angels on earth, you know? I don't really believe that they are, but I buy into what we're being sold on, you know? I buy in that it's a special occasion if Brad Pitt goes somewhere. I buy in on that. I like seeing celebrities. I like seeing Hollywood actors. I like this whole, you know, <laughs> they these are these are the divine. These are these are God's representatives on earth. Terry doesn't really buy into that shit. She doesn't really like Tom Cruise. She thinks that she knows that fundamentally the origin of all of this energy is not to make the world a better place. It's for everyone to be, you know, to look at the person, you know. Tom Cruise might be making a new Mission Impossible movie, hiring a population of a small country paying people, you know, allowing people to keep their homes and get better homes and, you know, this trickle-down economics of him jumping out of a fucking plane, you know. I know that's a byproduct of that, but fundamentally it's him showing up somewhere and everyone loving him. That's the motivation. That's his motivation. And I know that. But I, but when someone is going to step over the line and be like, look, I am up my own hole. I am self-indulgent. I'm going to preach to you all this stuff about positive thinking, positive energy anti-violence but I'm still going to get up there and smack someone and scream at them that's that's a mask slipping so far that I can never forget the uh, the 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 contorted phantom face that lies beneath the mask <laughs> do you know what I mean I mean it's not that big of a deal it's no big deal at all but I just for I suppose if you if you love someone, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, I still listen to Michael Jackson. Do you know what I mean? Like, I still, I, you know, I, I listen to Michael Jackson sometimes, you know. I'm not making, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I'm not going to lobby for Michael Jackson. And anyone can tell me that that's despicable behavior that I would listen to Michael Jackson. Um, But I kind of see it like, here, who, if there's anyone that's fucked up in this whole Michael Jackson thing, it's his kids. And I'm more than happy for those kids to, you know, get, um, you know, a, a one zillionth of a cent for me listening to Billie Jean. Um, do you know what I mean? Am I making any sense here? This has been too long of a ramble. Um, but I found it funny, seeing Jada Pinkett on the cover of People magazine saying, finally, here to tell her side of the story. Oh, cut to the fucking sad Will Smith meme being, no, 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 no way. Um, but yeah, R.I.P. Will Smith. Um, I mean, it might, I, I just don't know. Do you know what, do you know what's holding out on it? And I, and, and I love it. It's Chris Rock. Still doesn't like him. He, 
made some very funny jokes. Wish that his special, though, that he made those jokes in wasn't like a live taping because he fluffed some of his lines. And I would love for that just to look so, you know, in the way Chris Rock does, just so polished and effortless. I would love him just to absolutely tear down Will Smith, which is what he should do. That's what Chris Rock is able to do. It's what Will Smith should have done. He should have tore him down outside. He should have said that that was in really bad taste. He could have probably even lobbied some level of support. He probably could have even turned it into some alopecia awareness campaign to benefit people who have alopecia. You know, there was his tools, his actual tools that he that he uses. Will Smith doesn't get in fucking fights. Might act like he's tough, but he's not tough. You know, Chris Rock did the best improv he could, being like, "All right, what's going to happen here? Or he's going to slap me. All right, let's 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 roll with this." Is he joking? Is he joking here? And then he slaps him really hard. And he's like, all right, he's not joking. And then he's a fucking professional. He goes on, gives an Oscar to fucking Questlove, who deserved a fuck, you know, for the best documentary I've seen in the last 10 years. Um, the, um, the, the, with the, the Harlem uh, Music Festival documentary is an incredible documentary. It's on Disney+. And Questlove doesn't get to enjoy his Oscar. Because it, it it directly followed this incident. You know, that's what's forgotten about this. Um, so, yeah, I'm rambling too much about this. But look, how are you doing? <laughs> I don't know why I started talking about that straight away. I suppose it's just been on my mind recently. And if, um, and hey, as one self-indulgent um, entertainer to another, um, I, knew, I knew people might listen to me. So what's going on with you? Um, oh, Sonny did something very funny. I got him this um, green ninja costume. He's obsessed with ninjas at the moment um, and I got him this uh, went to a Halloween shop and I showed him his green ninja costume and he was like what the fuck like he couldn't believe it jumping at the floor got him a sword which was a mistake I knew I knew he's waving the sword he, he pulls the sword on us whenever he doesn't like something he carries it everywhere he has a sword on him I, he pulled he pulled the sword to my throat when I told him he should go to do a, do a pee do a piss and he was like, no, and held the sword to my throat. He's, he, I can see him holding it like the sword of Damocles over his sister's head. And he never, he never swings it. He never, he, he never, you know, brings it fully down on, on her skull. But he wants to so bad and he holds it above her head. And I can feel, the, you can feel the, the, the fucking prickle of kinetic energy in the air knowing how much he wants to fucking bring that sword down on her head. So he's, he goes to bed with this sword. And I, I was playing with it a little And to be honest, I fucking get it. I don't know what it is about a sword. Like, he doesn't really know about swords. Like, he doesn't know about feudal combat. He doesn't know about actual samurais. I've told him a little bit, you know, um, and ninjas. But, like, he, he's not, you know, really seen proper good choreo sword fights like his old man has, you know. Um, he's not played for honor, you know, that 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 feudal swordplay game. He knows nothing about swords, but he just waves it around. Like, I get it. I get it. What is it about? It? What is it about just holding a gun and holding a sword? Um, so then he came in to our bedroom and he was saying about giant squids. He was like, I'm afraid of giant squids. And Terry was all like, I tell him. I was like, look, monsters are, you know, just are just creatures we haven't met yet. That's what I always tell him. You know, and he knows that. They're creatures we just haven't met yet and people get scared because they haven't seen them yet. As soon as that creature gets found and gets put into the Encyclopedia Britannica or whatever. Is there an Encyclopedia Irlanda? 
If there's not, we should make one because I'd much prefer to quote that one. The Encyclopedia Irlanda, Irlandes Deus Pons, right? As soon as it gets put in there, it's going to kind of dispel all the horror of this beast, this monster, you know? We'll actually have its measurements. We'll know what it does. And then we'll get that nice little bit of, you know, italic uh, writing underneath that says, you know, afraid of humans, you know? Um, more afraid of, of you than, you know, you should be of it, etc. you know? Um, but he was, he was, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of giant squids. And I was like, well, you know, squids can't, squids never hurt you. Um, and I was like, and also they live under deep, deep, deep war. They live in heavy war where the war is really heavy on them. So if they come up to the top war where it's really light, they don't really, they can't really move very well. You know, they, they, they need to live in the, in the deep water. So they would never come up even to where we swim. And they would also never be able to go onto land because they can't breathe. And he's holding this sword like as if there's a giant squid going to burst out at any point and he's going to fucking slay it. He's swinging it around, getting really excited about giant squids. And Terry says, and well, you know, they would never hurt humans. And nine times out of ten, you know, if they saw a human, they would run away. And he's only three. So I, was, I, I think I already thought this was a too high concept, you know. I'm trying to tell him about heavy war and light war, you know. Um, and Terry's rolling her eyes because I'm not giving him the actual definitions of water pressure. Right. But I'm simplifying it for him. And then she goes out with this. Oh, well, you know, nine times out of ten, they wouldn't even hurt a human. And he picks up the sword like he was some anime character like or like He-Man. And he holds it up in the air. And she says, yeah, nine times out of ten, it wouldn't hurt a human. And he holds it up in the air and he goes, what about the tenth time? <laughs> As if he's fucking ready. Ten percent chance. The ten percent. I don't like those odds. Is there one in the room that I can slay? Is there any, you know, it's got eight legs. I'm ready to chop off all eight. That absolutely cracked me up, him holding it up, almost like the sword is about to be struck by lightning. And he goes, what about the tenth time? <laughs> I was like, oh, he does get what you're saying. He does get what you're saying. Also, we have this, you've listened to the, we have to be very careful. You've listened to the news today. And they mentioned that Michael D. Higgins is in Italy. Um presenting something and he started going he he and I was like what are you laughing at and he goes Michael D giggles he and because you remember my mate Stevie sent these miggledy giggles they were going to um I think it was Crumlin's Children's Hospital if you bought one some of the proceeds went to Crumlin Children's Hospital they were little Michael D Higgins plush toys you give him a squeeze and they go Espralo Mera so he's listening to the news about Michael D. Higgins laughing his ass off. I'm like, he's fucking amazing memory. I think he's great. Look, if you don't know, if you're new to this podcast, uh, I think my son's really great. And um, But anyway, we went and got a ninja costume, and he got a green ninja costume, and he was so excited about it. I even, you know, even let him put it on when we got home. Terry was like, no, you can't wear that till Halloween. I'm like, all right, give us a lash. Told you. One of the greatest joys you can have in your life is just spending, this was only 20 quid. And I just dressed him up as a little ninja. And he got all serious. He was in the costume, started doing some amazing moves, I have to say. I don't know how he even picked up. He was honestly doing like Shaolin monk moves, you know, with like the legs stretched out the way Shawn Michaels does, you know. And uh, I was like, how does he even know these ninja moves? Like, wow, you know, it was incredible. He's, in, he's instinctively very good at martial arts, right? And um, and so he dressed up in that. And he was like, what are you going to dress up as for Halloween? And I was like, well, would you like, to meet, would you like me to be a ninja? And he was like, yeah, I do. Or you be a ninja, mammy be a ninja. And I was like, well, I think I'm going to dress up as either a yellow ninja or a blue ninja. 
And I thought that's going to be fine because green's his favorite color. He's not going to get jealous of these, right? And he's like, what's 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 up with the yellow ninja? What does the yellow ninja do? And I said, well, the, the yellow ninja's real name is Scorpion. Because <laughs> it's quoting Mortal Kombat characters. Said, well, the, the yellow ninja is Scorpion. And he has a skull head. And he can breathe fire. And he has a grappling hook. And he throws the grappling hook at people and pulls them over to them. And he says, get over here. You know? And... Uh, I knew then I'd made a huge mistake. He was already so jealous of this idea. And he's like, what? I want to be that ninja. And I'm like, no, you're a green ninja. And he's like, what does a blue ninja do? And I was like, well, the blue ninja is called Sub-Zero. And he can freeze people or freeze little patches of the ground underneath people so they slip and they fall over. And he goes, I want to be the blue ninja. And he was so out on his, he had his lovely little green ninja costume. And I fucking blimped it by telling him about the, you know, that, that Scorpion and Sub-Zero exist. Um, but then I said, no, you're going to be Reptile. That's the Green Ninja. And he's got a reptile head and he spits acid. And he goes, okay. So he's into that now. But I don't know what I'm going to dress up as for Halloween. One of my pieces of advice I gave on this podcast three years ago, maybe it was in my list of 33 things you need to know about turning 33, um, which I'm going to do another 36 of because I turn 36 in, uh, in, in a week's time. So I'm going to do 36. But one of them was ha- write down a list of all of your Halloween costumes. Actually, maybe I already have them. Do I have them? I think I might have written, written some down. No. I tell you, you want to talk about ADHD hyperfocus. Got absolutely locked in there during the week. I was trying to figure out a new smart heating system for the gaff, right? Spent about five hours in what felt like a single breath trying to figure out. I was texting Terry all day. Being, we're getting, we're going to get these new knobs for radiators, right? These radiator knobs, they're going to automatically adjust. They're going to turn based on the temperature that it picks up in the room and we can control it by our phone. She's like, whatever. Shut up. So I was like, all right. And then I was sending her more updates about it, right? Because we were looking at just getting some new knobs for the radiator because the knobs just don't work. I've never seen a radiator knob that works, ever, right? You're twisting it, you're twisting it, you're twisting it, it's never working. And then it just pops off and then you end up having to get a fucking wrench. These stupid little cheap plants. How can you sell me something that you know is going to get hot and it's going to melt and you're never going to be able to fucking turn it? You know, have you ever been in a room where it's absolutely scorching and you can't turn a radiator off and you're probably hungover and you're in your ma's gaff and you're because you're back for Christmas and all you can taste on your breath is a fucking foreign one and 90 Guinness? You know that feeling? And all you want is water and for the heat to go away. For the heat to go away. So these knobs were pissing me off because I couldn't turn them. You know, and then they're all behind the couch and you're moving the couch and you can't fucking move the knob. So I was like, all right, we're going to get some new knobs, Terry. We're going to get some new knobs that auto-adjust based on the temperature of the room. And it's going to be set up to an overall hub. And we're going to be able to control the temperature in each room. If there's no kid in the room, boom, heating's gone. We'll be able to just give it a little blast of heat, take the chill out of the air. Because luckily we've quite a well-insulated house anyway. You know, it's not that cold. But sometimes a little bit of a blast, get rid of the damp, you know. So I uh, started looking up these knobs for fucking five hours. And I had them all. This is during Amazon had like a sale. And I had all this shit in my basket. It was like 50% off. And I was laughing, laughing all the way to the bank. I was like, Bezos is going to be fucking bankrupt after I buy these four knobs, right, for half price. And then I realized it's the wrong knobs. They don't fucking work. They don't work. Called some guy, to, uh, you know, some. And I don't even know who you call. At first, I called an electrician about my radiator. And he's like, that wouldn't really be my remit, bro. I'm like, why not? There's a thing. I don't even know how to work the console. It's underneath the... There's two boilers. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on in my heat. 
I don't know what's going on in my heat. And it's almost like some, it's almost like I've been pranced out on display for the entertainment of my wife so she can laugh at what a man I am not because I don't understand what's going on. I want her to tell me what's going on with the heat. I don't know what's going on in the heat. I've never been able to even turn a fucking radiator knob. And I'm somehow, she's like, oh, would you figure out how to get the heat on? I'm like, ah. Because I know everything else in the kind of figure it out tech kind of sphere is my remit, but I know nothing about heat, right? Apart from the Michael Mann film, which is amazing. So I don't know anything about the heat. So I called an electrician and he's like, why are you calling me? What are you talking about? And I'm like, well, just I don't, we're looking to get some new smart knobs for the radiators. And I'm like, that would be, that'd be some heating guy. Then I look up heating and then it's like, the first thing I get is like plumbers. And I'm like, well, I don't know if it's plumbers. So then I called my plumber and he's like, that wouldn't really be my remit, bro. I'm like, what, is there a heating guy? Is there a new heating guy? And why wasn't that one of the jobs on the Fisher-Price phone, right? You had cop, you had doctor, you had um, construction worker, right? You have all the village people there, right? Um, and then, you know, you'd have plumber, an electrician, a spark, as they're colloquially, colloquially known, right? And builder. Is there a radiator guy now? So then I called a radiator guy and I said, can I get these smart knobs? And he's like, what knobs do you have now? And I'm like, shit ones. And he goes, well, then no. He's like, you need, there's thermostat knobs. And these are smart thermostat knobs, but they only replace existing thermostat knobs that turn off when they reach a certain temperature in that. I'm like, and I was like, well, how much would it be to swap them out for seven radiators? He said, 700 euro. I'm like, 700 euro before I even have the kit just to get new knobs to get even newer knobs. I was even very close to just trying to make it all myself, to just replace it all myself. But I've learned since almost blowing up the house with uh, propane gas and drilling into something that turned off the lights, who's to say whether it was a wire or not? I need to be a little bit more, you know, it's like I have some, I hadn't, you know, beforehand, I beforehand when I lived in my like a flat with the lads, you know, if someone just came home after a night out and they had stolen like a traffic cone, you know, and then they were like, well, we light it on fire in the sitting room. I probably would have been like, OK, you know, um, here, I just found this amazing uh, steel drum. How about we light a fire in? I'd be like, amazing. Can't do that shit now because now I know what the reality is. That steel drum's going to end up there in the fucking back garden for months. Right. But also it might burn the whole house down. See, when you have your own gaff, you know, you're less keen on blowing it up you know beforehand even when it was my mask gaff you know I would, I would take a saw out sometimes I took a saw out one time and just saw the arm off a chair and then I was like oh shit I shouldn't have done that and I, and I sellotaped it back on my mom was like what happened to the chair I'm like I don't know how frustrating must that be for a mother <laughs> I don't know what are you doing of course you know of course you know you sawed the arm off an armchair and you sellotaped it back on. That's two things someone did. And you're saying you don't know. You've been the only person here. It's like when I was sitting on the the door to the press. I was sitting on the door to the press. And my brother was swinging it back and forth. I was riding it like a cowboy. I had a cowboy hat and everything. I was waving it in the air. I was actually uh, kind of doing an homage to Dr. Strangelove without even realizing it. When I was like eight. And then the door fell off the hinges. And I called my ma. And I was like, here, the door fell off the hinges. She was in work in the Arnott's, in Arnott's. Called Arnott's, said, hey, can I speak to Carla, please? Um, it's her son. Hi, son, what's going on? Everything okay? Yeah, the door fell off the fell off the press. How? Don't know. Don't know.
And then my Mac came back late and I think we pretended to be asleep or something, even though we probably got straight back up as soon as she went to bed. And the next morning she said, here, look, I know you probably broke the press door. OK, but it's OK. It's fine. I fixed it. And she's and then later, years later, she said, do you know what it was? I was like, why weren't you angry about that? She goes, because I saw that when you when I came in, that there was sellotape and blue tack and I tried to fix everything. I tried to fix it with sellotape and blue tack, uh, you know, and screws and a screwdriver. And I knew that, you know, you tried hard to fix it, you know, and I was like, all right. But I actually do remember telling my brother, all right, leave a load of fucking shit around here. So she thinks we tried. To <laughs> so she thinks we tried to fix it. Leave the blue tack around so it looks like we tried to fix it. Remember saying that? Like, I'm such a good liar. I'm such a good liar. Anyway, look, thanks very much for listening to this pod. I wish the very best to the rotting corpse of Will Smith's career. I wish you the very best. Um, Next week, I will have turned 36. So on this Friday's Patreon pod, I will be giving you 36 things that I've learned. In my 36 years, 36 new things that I've learned. So if you're interested in hearing that, my life lessons as me, a professional um, a self-obsessed guru, you can check it out there. Thanks very much for listening to this pod. All the best. I love you. Bye-bye.